Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Connor. I want all of our listeners out there, all you kids, you parents, I want you to ask yourself a question that we're going to answer in this episode. Is a behavior bad because the government says it is? Or is it bad because it's inherently immoral or evil, right? To, to Is something bad because the government says so, or is something bad just because it is? So let's use an example. Let's think of stealing. Why is stealing bad? Well, it's against the law to steal, I guess, unless you're the government. <laughs> and, and in some respects, it's, it's legal to steal, but topic for another day. Um, so it's against the law for you and I to steal, but is that the reason why, or the only reason why stealing is wrong or is stealing naturally bad or inherently bad? Meaning it's just bad on its own, uh, because of other reasons. I, I think in this case, uh, stealing is bad because we have a natural right to property. There was a really smart man who influenced a lot of the founding fathers named John Locke. And he wrote a, a book called Two Treatises. Uh, and Second the, Treatise. Second American, Treatise, thank yeah, you. Government. And, <laughs> uh, and so in there he talks about life, liberty, and property, which you may recognize because Jefferson later worked that into life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But what John Locke talks about is he uses this example of, of you know, living kind of uh, in nature, a state of nature all by yourself. And so then he uses that kind of example where you're isolated. Think of like a deserted island, right? Similar idea. And, and so the issue is like, do you have the right to life? Well, yes. Like if someone tries to attack me or whatever, I have every right to defend myself. Do you have the right to liberty? Can other people boss you around? Well, no, it's I'm alone on the island. Or even if there's other people on the island, like, you know, they don't have any natural right to boss me around or control me. So we all have the natural right to liberty, but then it's property as well. So he talks about like, if you were to, you know, plant trees and start growing and then, you know, producing the fruit and doing things and, and turning, using your energy to turn property into goods, to kind of make property, build a house, whatever it is, right. That that is your natural right to property. You have exerted your energy, you spent your time, to create this thing. Now, not all of us build our own homes, just to use the home example. So what do we do? We go work at a different job, creating value in other ways for other people, and we get money. And then we use that money to, you know, buy a house, pay for the, you know, wood and the people to build it for us. Well, that's not really different in a way, because money is just stored energy. And what I mean by that is, if I went and and built a house by myself. I'm, I'm using my energy to build a house. But if I go use my energy in other ways in a different job, let's say I, you know, dig trenches or I, um, you know, build websites for people like I used to, um, I'm using my energy in different ways and I'm getting money back. And so that money in a way is like stored energy. That energy that I spent doing my job, whatever it is, pulling weeds, you know, driving people around on Uber, whatever that energy gets stored up in that money. And so then I can use that money and I can go pay the guy to build my house. So whether I build it myself or I use money, it's still that house, I still have the natural right to property. So that's why I think 
stealing is naturally or inherently wrong because I have a property right, the right to property, and someone who steals from me is violating it. Just because the government says, you know, stealing is wrong, I don't think that is what makes stealing wrong. I think it's because my right is being violated. What do you think, Brittany? I think you're absolutely right because I think one thing I always like to think about is what would happen if there was no government? Would this still be bad, right? Like, would we know what to do if there was no government? And I think in this case, we absolutely would. You wouldn't take something that is someone else's. And I think most people know that. I think I think I've used this example in the past that if you give something to a baby, you know, baby's grip is really strong. Babies yeah. have this grip that I don't even understand. But like a baby knows what's theirs and they don't want to give it up, right? Like they they, they recognize their own property. Um, so I just think that's really interesting. But, you know, let's think about, you know, murder, for example. I don't think any of us need to be told that murder is wrong. It actually, every time somebody's like, well, what would we do with that government? It would be chaos. I'm like, I think everyone knows that, like, you shouldn't murder someone. I don't think that if government were to disappear tomorrow, I wouldn't be like that silly movie, The Purge, where everyone's like, all right, no government. Let's let's go out killing each other because it's our own best interest not to hurt other people because then they're going to hurt us. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing, right? So, so killing isn't wrong because there's a law about it. Killing is wrong because it violates what John Locke, as you were saying, you know, life, liberty, and property. It's, it's, it's life and it's your liberty because it's taking both those away. So no, like it, it, honestly, if the government's going to exist and Locke talked about this too, because he really believed in this limited, you know, constitutional form of government, that government should actually only exist to protect those, what are called natural rights, natural meaning that they're given to you when you are born, you don't have to do anything to get them. So the only reason government should even be allowed to make laws is to protect life, liberty, and property. But this does not always happen. In fact, I would say that it happens like almost never. And property rights are actually not that protected anymore. I work for a law firm and we had a property rights case go to the Supreme Court. But property rights are one of the least – like you don't see a lot of those cases go to the Supreme Court because people just don't care about property rights anymore. It's very sad. I mean people do, but they get abused so much. So – But we have a bunch of laws that are passed, not because, again, they outlaw evil or immoral behavior, but just because the government wants to control what we do. And that's a scary thing, I think, that should concern everybody. So I I like this idea about how how weak protections are for property rights. I have some thoughts, Brittany, so let's make sure we do an episode on that later. I think that'd be good to kind of dig into how weak property rights are. On this idea about the connection between law and morality you know, stealing or murder, are are these things wrong because the government says so, or are they wrong because they're just wrong? There's, there's two terms that we should go over um, to talk about this. And they're both Latin terms. Um, And so uh, one is called malum in se, and the other is called malum prohibitum. And so malum or mal, if you know Spanish, mal uh, is bad, something that's bad. And prohibitum, you might recognize, sounds like prohibited. So malum prohibitum is a law, something that is bad because it's prohibited. So ignore, I just said law, I didn't mean to. Malum prohibitum (laughs) is something that's bad because it's prohibited. Malum in se means something that's bad in and of itself, in se, in and of itself. So I would say, Brittany, based on our discussion, stealing, murder, these are malum in se crimes or offenses because they're inherently bad. They are bad in and of themselves. We have natural rights. We can observe these rights. We can use our, our reason and, and observation and understanding to clearly see that it's wrong to steal from someone, that it's wrong to kill someone that violates their, their rights. These are malum and say offenses. 
Well, uh, let me throw it to you uh, for an example, Brittany. What is an example of a malum prohibitum offense? So malum prohibitum is when something is just bad because the government says it is. There is a law. I can't remember which state this is. So there's a lot of silly laws. In fact, you and I did an episode on this that uh, they never took off the books from like olden days. I can't remember oh, yeah. what state it is, but there's one. It might be Utah. There's one where it's like you can't fish sitting on the back of a horse. <laughs> I would love to know. There's a backstory there. You know there's a backstory right. there where someone did something stupid. But why is that illegal? You know, is that inherently morally wrong? Is sitting on the back of a horse and fishing in and of itself wrong? Absolutely not, right? It's not. So why is there a law for it? So that would be an example of a law that's just there because the government, it's bad because the government said it's bad. We sometimes call these victimless crimes, right? I think that's a term that, that we use in our modern era, um, that if there's a crime where there's a victim, meaning you've hurt someone or even killed them, right? There's a clear victim. That typically is a malum and say, uh, crime because you have harmed someone else. You've stolen from them, beat them up, you know, whatever. So if there's a victim, typically it's it's malum and say. Well, this idea of victimless crimes, uh, typically, again, not, I think, perfectly in every case, but typically those are malum prohibitum crimes. I think another example might be uh, speeding on the road, um, you know, running a, a stop sign when there's no one in the area that can possibly be, you know, threatened or in any way negatively affected. Uh, jaywalking, <laughs> you know, I think is. You're right. That was the example I was going to use, and I was like, yeah. "Stole your thunder." <laughs> yes. Well, I didn't know people still got perse- persecuted, prosecuted for that, but I had a friend just get prosecuted for it the other day. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely a real thing, and. Um, I'll share an example. I actually posted um, just this morning on my Facebook page about this. So I've shared before, I think a lot of our listeners know that I'm a beekeeper. And uh, in in Utah, which is kind of silly because it's the beehive state is the motto or nickname or whatever. Um, in Utah, there's a law that says that I have to register with the state to be a beekeeper. Uh, and then I have to tell them where my hives are. And so basically I have to, I have to get permission. It's not a license or anything like that, but I am required to register and be on a government list as a beekeeper. So I don't do that. I, I am what I call an outlaw beekeeper, which is kind of fun because when I give people honey at the, in the fall, when I process honey, I give out a lot of gifts and things like that. And I tell people it's contraband honey. So it makes it taste a little sweeter. You know, it's really <laughs> tasting honey. So I'm an outlaw beekeeper. Here is a law that doesn't victimize everyone. There's no harm. The government has just decreed that, you know, all beekeepers have to register with the state. And I've chosen not to, um, but but I would say that that is a malum prohibitum. They're saying it is bad to be a beekeeper without registering, or it is wrong, or it's illegal, right? Unless you register. Well, that that is not something inherently bad because bees are natural. They'll you know go live in a dead you know tree log or up in someone's attic. They just do what they do, and I can go out into a forest or whatever and find bees and help manage them and you know, make sure they're doing all right. Like that's all natural. I don't need anyone's permission. I don't need to like shout out into the wind. Hey everyone, I'm a beekeeper now, just so you all know. And, uh, and so that's just malum prohibitum. They're saying it's bad because we've prohibited it unless you, you register. So there's a lot of these examples. Uh, let me maybe bring up a, a, a challenging one for our audience and we'll want to be delicate with this, Brittany, but maybe in our remaining time of discussion, let me uh, challenge you uh, drug laws. 
Uh, we've talked about prohibition before. Yes. And the government prohibits And um, Emma and I just talked about war on drugs, too. Okay, and the war on drugs. So it's been a recent topic of conversation. Would you say that drug laws are malum and say um, or malum prohibitum? Oh, they're 100%. Um, I'm getting the terms. The one, prohibit them. The ones where, <laughs> <laughs> the one where the government says it's wrong. It even has the word prohibition. It's okay, it? kids. If you're struggling with these terms, so is Brittany. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to say it in Latin and sound so cool. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> okay, so why? Why not Malam and say? Let me, let me give the counter argument. Um, drugs uh, harm people. They, they harm themselves. Um, uh, these are, you know, laws for the good of society. Uh, because it's bad for people to use drugs and ruin their lives. Um, it's it's inherently bad to to you know damage your body and 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 uh, you know intoxicate yourself, impair yourself. And so, isn't that malum and say? In other words, you know, drugs are just inherently bad to do. So, wouldn't that be malum and say rather than something that's bad just because the government says it's bad? Nope. And I think I can't remember if it was you and Emma or you and I or me and Emma, but we had one about vices. I think it was you and I. Um, that vices are not crimes, Lysander Spooner. And no, because there's no victim. That's what I would say, because you're not hurting. You might be hurting yourself. I think that argument could be made, but you're not directly harming anyone else. And you're allowed to do whatever you want to yourself, even if it's not good for you. So the main thing is there's no one else being hurt. And that's an important point because, you know, I can harm myself by being a couch potato, right? I can harm myself by, by drinking like, you know, 100 ounce sodas every day. Right. Or smoking or drinking alcohol or viewing pornography or, you know, doing all kinds of other, you know, things. I, there's all kinds of legal ways I can I can drink, you know, bath like toilet cleaner. Like, don't do this, kids. Horrible. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you don't. <laughs> no, right. But like anyone can harm themselves. And, and because your body is your own. Now, now, clearly, Brittany, and I think you would agree if I use drugs or anything, prescription drugs, uh, you know, drink anything, like if I do anything and then like get in a car or I'm, you know, trying to sell drugs to kids, like if I'm doing things that go and actually affect other people, that's different. But if you're just sitting in your basement and you're, you know, eating a bowl of cereal or doing a drug or whatever, like we can say maybe religiously or morally or, or whatever that those things are bad for you, but that doesn't mean that they are, uh, rise to the level of crimes just like you said from the previous episode that vices aren't crimes the government should not uh should not care whether people do bad things to themselves because we all do bad things to ourselves right? i mean Maybe eating you, sugar right eating yeah, too much sugar totally, is a bad thing to totally. yourself yeah people eat way too much sugar or not getting enough sleep or not getting exercise right like all these things so you have the right to decide what you're going to do to your body the government shouldn't be involved in that decision at all even if you do really bad things to your body Right. It's your property, your decision. But the moment that you are going to go affect someone else's property, right, that's when it's like, OK, wait, maybe there is a victim now. So that, I think, is the, the key distinction uh, to talk about. Right. But there is a difference between law and morality. Just because the like just because the government says something is legal doesn't mean it's moral, because for a while they said slavery was legal. Right. That doesn't make slavery moral just because the law says so. Right. And then on the other hand, they say, well, it's it's illegal to um, to free slaves, but that's moral <laughs> to free to free people from slavery. That's a good thing. But the law prohibited. So the law is not always the same thing as morality. Sometimes the law is is kind of in connection with it, like it's wrong to murder. That's malum in se, bad in and of itself. 
And then the law also says, you know, we're going to punish you if you murder. So fine, great. The law and morality are synced up there, but they aren't always. And, and I would almost argue they aren't usually. <laughs> yeah, perhaps so, right? Especially when it comes to malum prohibitum, where the government just comes up with all these, you know, other things. And, oh, we're going to punish you if you do all these other things. And that's how the government grows, kids. So that's why <laughs> laws should be tied to malum and say only when there's victims, only when the government needs to kind of step in as referee and say, oh, wait a minute, we got to protect this other person's rights. But if government's trying to just manage our behavior and get us to act in certain ways, even if there's not victims, that's malum prohibitum. That's typically a victimless crime. And that means big government, you know, nannying, bossing us around. And we don't want any of that. Guys, thanks for listening. Hope you are subscribing and listening and learning. We love having you guys along the way. Brittany, thanks as always. Appreciate it. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.